50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. Welcome to Sophia with an F. Damn, I am back. I am back on schedule. There should be no breaks coming up that I know of unless I decide to take one next week or the week after that. But we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. The fucking holidays are over. Happy 2022, you guys. I'm here with my producer, Alex. Hi. Hi. Alex, I just, let's talk about the holidays. Okay. And how we're feeling. Can we just be honest? Yes. Can we be honest about it? Because I always feel like this pressure when I get on the mic to be super happy-go-lucky. And I mean, I know for me, when I listen to other people's podcasts, I don't do it that often. But when I do, it's kind of, I'm looking for an escape. Mm -hmm. And it's the same shit as when I watch, you know, seven hours worth of Real Housewives. Yeah. It's like an escape. I don't want to think about the shit that I should be thinking about. Mm -hmm. You'd rather live vicariously through someone else. Yeah, basically. And it's like a distraction. So I, with that in mind, I always try to put my lighthearted, fun face on. And I'm just not in the mood right now. Mm -hmm. I just want to be a little bit more vulnerable and more deep and... I just have to say that's one of my resolutions for 2022. I fucking hate New Year's. I hate New Year's Eve. I hate New Year's. I hate even saying, oh my God, 2022, you guys. Because honestly, I woke up today with so much anxiety. I woke up depressed. Not like crippling depression, which I've felt before, but just, you know, like a tinge of it. And... I was laying in bed and I was trying to figure out why I woke up that way today. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason is because it's the first Monday of 2022. Mm. And I feel all of this fucking pressure or this like preconceived notion that, oh, this is my week. It's 2022. You, you know, wrote down all your resolutions. Mm -hmm. This is your fucking year. And you should be waking up today 
ready to take on the fucking world, et cetera. And because I didn't feel that way, you know, I didn't all of a sudden wake up feeling like I'm fucking prepared for World War III. It made me feel bad. Yes. And I just like want to talk about that because I think a lot of people are probably feeling that. I went into the holidays so giddy and so excited. You love the holidays. I do. Oh, you did, I guess. You love Christmas. I know that. I love Christmas. I love the hot chocolate and watching movies and just, you know, like the kind of comfort hallmark bullshit that comes with it. Mm -hmm. But I also went into the holidays and had this mentality that I was going to be a different person on the other end of it. Mm. Like, okay, great. So I'm going to take a week off and I'm going to spend this time just recouping, working, getting all my ducks in a row. And I'm going to enter 2022 like a completely different person. I don't think Christmas this year, you know, met all of my expectations or the, or the expectations that I just assumed my family would have for me. Uh I didn't get anyone a present because I was so just either lazy or consumed or fucking busy. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. I spent Christmas day getting presents for people on Christmas and that was fine. Whatever. That's, you know, that wasn't a big deal. And then New Year's Eve rolls around and my mom is super fucking sick, dead. She was like in a onesie all fucking day. (laughs) My aunt and my cousin came over and it was just the four of us and no one was doing anything, right? Because my mom was super fucking sick. My aunt was just kind of watching movies with her And I was like, nope, this is not how New Year's Eve is about to fucking go down, bitches. Mm -mm, We're not doing this. And I watched, have you ever seen the movie The Secret? Of course. I fucking love that movie. It's the best. The Bible. It's the Bible. It's, you know, helped me a lot in life. It's what taught me how to manifest things. Mm -hmm. I remember my dad showed it to me in high school, whatever. I rewatched it. And that was a huge theme. Is like stop focusing on all the shit you don't want and give your attention and your feelings and your thoughts towards the things you do want. So long story short, I had everyone write down what they do want in the new year. And then we did this tradition where you burn the paper after and you take the ashes and you sprinkle it into your champagne glass and then you cheers and you drink the champagne it was it tasted like a smoky champagne concoction. Interesting. So did anyone get ink poisoning no. by chance? That was the least of my body's That's worries. True. True. And probably yours. We put way more dangerous things in our body than to worry about a little a little sprinkle of paper, burnt paper. <laughs> so that was really cute. Alex, what did you do for New Year's? And I was like dying laughing. Well, Usually I would have gone out and partied until I blacked out and passed out in the middle of the street somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I actually have a boyfriend now. Guys, (laughs) Alex has a fucking boyfriend. Surprise. So crazy. But what we did, we watched the ball drop in three different time zones (laughs) with his mother. We watched from the East Coast 
to the West. Wait, hold on. When I realized that the East Coast had celebrated their New Year's, I got jealous. Yes. It made New Year's Eve and my midnight less special. 100%. Like after I saw that first ball drop, I was like, okay, it's time for bed. Right? And I was like, oh, no. No. I got to watch two more. Got (laughs) to kiss my boyfriend two more times. Got to kiss him three times tonight. Okay. A little generous. (laughs) No, but it was so fucking stupid. I was like, if the East Coast has already had it, like I don't want it. Yeah. How fucking disgusting misogynistic dudes are with women if they've mm-hmm. had sex with another guy. Mm-hmm. If another guy is hotter, I don't want her. I was that <laughs> person with New Year's. But I wasn't going to let that deter me from having the best New Year's Eve ever. So we do the little toast. It was really cute. And then I spent, I don't know, the next day or two just laying on the couch being lazy as fuck. And then the week started, the work week, and I just kind of like felt like shit because there's so much pressure about resolutions, et cetera. And don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with having goals. Mm -hmm. Everyone should have goals. But everyone, especially the internet, and now we can see what every fucking person is doing at any time. Uh They're so obsessed with rebranding themselves and being this whole new bitch in the new year. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of them. And I was thinking the same thing. And it's like, we are human beings and life doesn't work that way. It's not like the clock fucking strikes midnight like Cinderella and now you're on a new life path. Uh But you can create new goals and a new sense of self and a new whatever the fuck it is anytime you want. Do it February 1st. Do it in the middle of fucking July. It doesn't matter when you do it. You can always do that. I don't care how old you are. You can always change your life around and implement, you know, changes and things that you want for your life. And the fact that there's so much pressure on January 1st, you know, new bitch who dis. It's like (laughs) part of me likes it because New Year's Eve and the new year makes you kind of reflect on things that you can do better. And I think that's always important. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to wake up January 1st like, hi, new phone number, new hairdo, Uh new girl. Yeah. I lost 20 pounds overnight. Right. Right. So I don't know. I just, I kind of just woke up in not that good of a mood. And I just wanted to be like honest about it with everyone because I think probably a lot of people can relate. And I think there's also something to be said when the holidays end, you know? Mm -hmm. Because you spend weeks or months getting ready or just getting excited Mm -hmm. for this moment in time that is supposed to be laid back and with family and blah, blah, blah. And then in the blink of an eye, it's like over. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hi, wake up call, reality check, back to the real world. No more fun. The fun is over. Let's get serious. And I think, I don't know, sometimes I just get this empty feeling when it's all said and done. That makes sense. Do you get that? Yeah. I mean, because I feel like at the end of the year, it kind of just goes boom, boom, boom with like holidays. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, at least like Halloween, Thanksgiving, 
Christmas, then New Year's. Like it goes really fast. And they're all back to back to back. Mm -hmm. And then it's just nothingness for months. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's what it's like for me. I understand for some people, the fucking holidays is their emptiness feeling, you know, just depending on their situation. But yeah, I just want to remind everyone, December 31st and January 1st and the time in between, you don't need like a metamorphosis overnight transformation. Mm-hmm. And real change isn't that way. It doesn't work that way. It takes time. Mm-mm. Rome was not built in a day, people. Thank you. And neither were you. Neither were you. 2023 mm-hmm. is our year, yes. bitches. But you know what I'm saying? If you don't feel it yet and you have a long road ahead of you, or maybe you're just not equipped right now to like take on all of the fucking changes that you wanted, that's okay. Yes. Start again. Yes. Vegan again. That's my motto. I've actually told myself that a lot. Vegan again. Just keep going. Change isn't like a cute thing. It's fucking hard. It's messy. There's ups. There's downs. And the last thing you should do is judge yourself on that shit. Absolutely. You just begin again. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, wider, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm-mm. Mm -mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set, you'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, 
I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Look, You've had a long day, your boss is annoying you, your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do, and your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration And a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash and use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. I do want to move on and, you know, indulge in a little escapism and talk some pop culture. I mean, it's kind of talking pop culture. It's really me just venting and telling everyone how I feel about a certain thing. But (laughs) I just want to give a shout out to Zendaya. Okay. Why? Well, aside from being fucking drop dead gorgeous and having that left leg. Have you seen that meme? No. Zendaya's left leg. I'll show it to you. I want to know how much it costs. (laughs) Or like, don't people have, have their body parts insured? I don't know. Wait, do they? They do. Like celebrities? Yeah, like Kim K's ass is like I swear. I swear no, I saw this somewhere. You probably did. That's so funny you bring that up. I was having a conversation with one of my good friends and she's getting a personal trainer in New York and he's so fucking expensive and she was like, "Listen, 
just help me with the bottom half of my body. Can I get a discount if you don't have to train from the hips above, just the waist fucking down? Shut up. <laughs> she did not ask him that. She did. And I thought it was the funniest shit What did ever. he say? I don't know, but I was like, damn, that's one way to try to get a discount. That's fucking hilarious. I mean, I would like go see a trainer and be like, just my ass. I don't care what anything else looks like. Just the long John falling to the ground butt that I have. <laughs> are we talking bad about ourselves in 2022? No, we are not. But we are learning. We're learning. It's funny. Who cares? What? I own it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's not the fucking focus of today. So Zendaya is dating Tom Holland, a.k.a. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Never seen the movie. I just know they're like America's new favorite couple. And what I do know is the fact that he is short. <laughs> That's, I don't know what he looks like. I just know that he's shorter than her. Wait, yes, he actually is. It's like Taylor Swift and Bruno Mars. That one picture we all fucking know. <laughs> Please, everyone look it up right now. It's hilarious. I don't care if it's Photoshopped or not. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'll post the fucking picture. Here we are making fun of it. And my whole point of this is to not make fun of it. This is my thing. Since the dawn of fucking time, it seems like women feel that if a dude is not six foot or mm -hmm. above, gross. Write him off. Ew, I'm not into it. Yes. I have never been that bitch. Never. Have you? No, never. That's never. really surprising to me. But is it because like we're kind of like, quote unquote, short? No, no, that is not why. It's just something that like we haven't prioritized. I've always cared more about face than body on a man. Always. Re well, same. Really? Personality. Yeah. Hold on. Oh. Hold on, guys. Personality. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that. Face and then body. Yeah, I was going to say teeth. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's... But I meant personality. No, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't look at, I really didn't look at height. And it's weird because dating apps nowadays, like they have your height. I know Tinder doesn't have it, but Hinge. You have to put your height. I don't know if you have to, but it's definitely an option. And I've always seen it. Okay, well, let me just say this. 85% minimum of the dudes on Hinge are saying they're an inch taller than they actually are. Oh, for sure. If not more. Anyone that's saying they're 5'10", baby doll, mm -mm. he is 5'7". I'll tell you right <laughs> now. They're at least lying about an inch. I mean, even on their licenses, they're always at least saying they're an inch taller than they are. They're rounding up every time. Measure him while he's sleeping. Make sure he is flat, straight as a board, light as a feather, <laughs> laying straight out and fucking take his measurements. I don't care. But it doesn't matter. That's my whole point. I'm making it sound like it does. I'm 5'5". Five five, so I don't need a guy that is 6'5". One of my best friends is 4'11". Yep. She has told me, I'm not fucking around with a dude that is not six feet or taller. Excuse me? 411 <laughs> why like why would you why do you need that why is it okay for them to have you know a 
200 credit score and live with his mom (laughs) and not have a car and be a piece of shit and be so fucking toxic. But he's 6'1", so I'm going to let that slide. Yeah, it's true, though. All of my girlfriends are always like, oh, he needs to be 6'1". Like, I don't care about, like... Anything else. Yeah, it's height first. Right. Always height first. I don't care if he's missing his teeth. All of them is ugly as fuck and treats me like a piece of shit. If he's 6'1 or above, mm-hmm. panties are dropping. I'm wet as shit. Yeah. And I think it's so stupid. So my PSA here is... I stand here today alongside Zendaya. (laughs) I think power to the short kings, all the (laughs) men listening. If you are not six foot, you're fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've fucked around with dudes that are, were five, seven before. (laughs) Best sex ever, actually. Honestly, that's a good point Mm -hmm. because- Ooh, I'm going to hit him where it hurts. I feel like really tall guys, they have, I mean, they tend to have smaller penises. No, bigger. Oh, like, I, you're about to throw me for a loop. Okay, the loop. Okay, I feel like tall guys have big penises, which, you know, sex is good in a specific way. But mm-hmm. you saying like a 5'7 is the best sex you've ever had. You might have an average size penis <laughs> if you're a little bit shorter. And that is where the good sex is at. They have to make up for their lack of height. Mm-hmm. And they do it in bed. Mm-hmm. Same with broke dudes. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it's the best sex ever. But I thought you were going to say tall guys seem to have smaller dicks because you got to, like, do the comparison. Oh, what do you mean? Like, a small to in proportion to his height. Exactly. I remember I fucked around Ooh. with this dude that was six five or something insane. So then I was just expecting that he was going to pull out a huge dick. Yeah. It wasn't huge. Really? I wouldn't even say it was average. Damn. I would say it was like a little tiny bit below average. Okay. So then my theory was absolutely incorrect. Or is it an optical illusion? And if you're shorter... Your dick, whatever you decide to pull out of your pants, seems big. Because we're all expecting it to be in proportion to your height. Mind blown. I think you're onto something. Damn. Okay. Well, I just fucking cracked the Da Vinci code. There you (laughs) fucking go. It's just we're too old for this bullshit, though. Uh, There was like this thing that took over society where it was like 5'11", or six foot, or I don't want it. Yeah. That's kind of what took over. And so anything below 5'11", all of a sudden was considered short. I also think that it has to do with girls being afraid of being taller than, you know, yes. a guy. Okay, thank Which, you. to an extent, makes sense. And I, I mean, I'm 5'2", and I've never had that instance. Mm-hmm. But I don't... I mean, I guess I wouldn't, like, I feel like I wouldn't be self-conscious if I was taller than someone, but I guess I've never been in that position. But I think, you know, the root of this really is girls don't want to be taller than their man. Which is such a good point because why do women fear that? In high school, I remember I feared that. I was like, fuck, these heels are too high to wear to prom. I'm going to be taller than so-and-so. And I think it boils down to... The fucking patriarchy and women always (laughs) needing to be shorter and smaller and tinier Mm -hmm. than whoever they're dating. Yeah. So 
that's such bullshit. I don't give a fuck. If I have heels on and I'm taller than you, cool. So I like Zendaya for just owning that she's she's tall, right? Yeah, she's like 5'10". Okay, so she's probably going to tower over a lot of dudes that she dates and she fucking owns it. Yeah. And doesn't give a fuck. And she's not there sitting waiting for her tall king, you know, that's like good enough for her and like ready for marriage. She's not doing that. No, so she's not wearing the ballet flats. She's yeah. going full on with the stilettos. She's not wearing the ballet flats to the fucking Oscars or the Emmys because she's scared of that. Because she's a badass bitch. Me talking like I know anything about her and like I've met her in my (laughs) life. I don't know, but I like that she owns it. So guys, the height thing, let's just stop. Get rid of Brad who barely made it through tech school and like cheats on you and you like put up with it because he's (laughs) 6'1". Like height doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't. And if Zendaya or Tom hear this clip (laughs) and you're looking for a unicorn, which is a perfect (laughs) person to bring into a threesome, I will never text him behind your back. I might text Zendaya behind his back. 100%. For sure. But like, I'll be the best third you could ever add. (laughs) Ever. And to all my short kings out there, you are worthy of love and whatever it is, whatever else it is that you're searching for. Mm -hmm. It's short king summer. Like that is like what we're (laughs) fucking into. And I will end it on this note. You guys know how it is out in the big scary world. So you better have your shit together too. I think that's a fair ask. That's fair. Little people, big world. (laughs) They make it happen every week. What channel is that on? TLC. I don't know. I don't watch cable. Sorry, I'm with the... (laughs) With the times? With the times. (laughs) Netflix and Hulu, baby. Peacock? Don't even get me started. I've never felt so old. Like, I do watch cable. Little people, big world. (laughs) Big big world. little people and they make it work and they love life so to all my short kings you can too okay moving <laughs> moving on to Slute University which Slute University I actually binged Harry Potter over the holidays I watched one through three or four maybe oh good that is what depression looks like people When you watch Uh, four Harry Potter movies in a row. I guess you're not wrong. Right? I mean, I usually watch all eight, but like the fact that you (laughs) got through four, I'll give it to you. There was just a day where I really did not want to get off the couch. But Hogwarts reminds me of Slew University. That's what I think of. It's a university (laughs) that like you have to be... Mm -mm, I'm not going to say the word magical because that would sound really corny. You just have to be a certain type of bitch to go to Slew University, okay? Absolutely. So in this Slew University, I want to talk about sex because we are allowed to and we are liberated and we don't have room or time for shame and closed-minded people. Mm -mm. Okay, amazing. Great. Hogwarts reminds me of Slew University. That's what I think of. You just have to be a certain type of bitch to go to Slew University, okay? Fingering. <laughs> it's a lost art form. Truly. Truly. Finger blasting, finger fucking, whatever you want to call it. 
I don't care if you're the one giving or receiving. A lot of times when we talk about sex, especially foreplay stuff, Mm -hmm. like giving head, it's phrased as if it's up to one person to perform a sex act on another person and it's up to them to make the other person have an orgasm Mm, and mm -hmm. the other person is just laying there taking it. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but no. It is a group effort. You're not just laying there. Mm -mm. Fingers crossed. (laughs) No pun intended because we are talking about fingering. (laughs) Ayo! Fingers crossed, like, the person knows what they're doing and they just automatically know what you like. But a lot of times they don't. Definitely. It's both of you. For sure. With a common goal. Trust me, your sex life is going to be so amplified and be so much better when you know what you like and know how to communicate what you like. Exactly. And have fingered yourself. How about that? Ooh, learn by experience. Actually, though. Yes. I mean, if you're listening to this and you have not touched your own vagina. Try it on for size. Please. That is the first fucking thing. So fingering. I strongly believe that over 50% of my orgasms are from getting fingered. Really? Over 50. What? And whether that's like his dick is inside of me or he's eating me out at the same time, like the basics of getting fingered, like they can angle it. They can like put the right amount of pressure. It's just it's easier for me to come from getting fingered than anything else. Okay, well, maybe I'm just getting fingered by the wrong inexperienced guy. So if you could uh, Mm -hmm. pass them my number. That would be great. I will. This is the thing with fingering. I remember when I was in my prime. So like 8th, ninth, 10th grade. Okay. Peaked in high school. Okay. Barely. And that's when I started becoming a slew. Right? That's when I started like talking to people about it. Hearing people talk about their experiences. I remember hearing all the juicy hookups going on in school fucking bathrooms, high school parties. Mm -hmm. And you know what the big deal was back then? Getting fingered, fingering, fingers, vagina, both of them together, holy matrimony. That was like the thing. Yes. You fucking remember. Oh, yeah. It was like the first and big step that brought you one step closer to Covering all the bases. Yeah. Like fingering is a gateway drug (laughs) to actual penetration. Fingering is alcohol or marijuana. Mm -hmm. Just to be young again. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you would get fingered and like not anything else. It's like you would hook up with a guy. It was like you guys would kiss and then he would finger you or you'd give him a blowjob. But that was it. That was it. Yeah. And like telling your friends, oh, I got fingered was like the big step and like your first entrance into anything sexual. Yes. Anyways, the reason I bring this up is because this shit should not be a thing of ninth grades past. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. It was packed away years ago, but it needs to be revived and revamped and used. 
Are you saying the sorcerer's stone <laughs> is like the vagina? Yes. And Harry Potter is the fingers. The finger. Okay. I get the analogy. The, when he was of age. Points lost from Gryffindor. <laughs> but I feel like fingering, once we all got comfortable with sucking and fucking, we kind of just forgot about everything that leads up to that. We've just gotten away from our roots. We've graduated to sex toys. And we've forgotten about Old Faithful, which is fingering. <laughs> We really, we really have. Yeah. How do you feel about the pee hole? While they're fingering? Yeah. Just in general, the pee hole? Like, do they touch it? What do you feel when they touch it? Okay. So this is what I want to say about fingering. You're either in or you're out. Both should be incorporated. Both of those things feel fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. If you know what you're doing and like I'll give details about each. I think that I could only come though if my clit is being stimulated. So for example, I remember hooking up with this guy and our sexual chemistry, our energy, everything was just, I was about to say off the roof. (laughs) <laughs> Out of this world, insane, just crazy, okay? okay? And he didn't really touch me, like, outside of the vagina, my clit. He didn't really stimulate it. He went directly inside, which I thought was still super fucking hot. And the way he did the come hither motion mm-hmm. with his two fingers, right? So you have your pointer and your middle finger. Or your middle and your ring finger. Okay. Oh, Fuck. Mm-hmm. Whichever two fingers, he just immediately found my G spot and was doing the come hither and was like moving his hand in this motion that it felt so fucking good. Did I come from it? No. Did it make me so wet, so turned mm-hmm. on, so ready to fuck? Absolutely. I've never come from that though. So I think it's really important that we talk about how to do it on the outside and like how to deal with the clit. Yes. I do want to add though, mm-hmm. you mentioned the come hither motion. Yes. It's a come hither. Come motion. here. Right. Like actually like you were curling your fingers up. That is Thank key. you. There's no other way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not you're going up and down, up and down, you know, in and out. It's no, you're in there. You stay in there and you're like, till your fingers up, mm-hmm. curl them. As if like you insert your fingers and you're pointing your fingers back to you almost. Mm -hmm. You're looking for that little spongy area in her vagina. Exactly. Come hither and you're pressing on it. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, I'm just nostalgia once again. This guy just really knew how to do that. (laughs) But I didn't come from it once again. So let's talk about how to finger a girl. And I want to talk about the clit specifically. So I obviously can't speak for every human with a vagina on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. I can only speak to what's worked for me in the past. And Alex, you're here to check me or tell me if you agree, disagree. Mm -hmm. My clit is sensitive. Most clits are to some degree sensitive. Mm -hmm. So I like when he goes 
in the vagina before touching my clit. Yes. So mm-hmm. that I'm like, it's my vagina is getting comfortable. I'm getting, I'm getting comfortable personally. Mm-hmm. And it's getting me ready for my clit to be stimulated. Yes. And the thing is, your fingers can be way more abrasive on the clit than your tongue. You know what Mm, I'm saying? Yes. They can just be way more intense and you can put way more pressure than maybe you think you are compared to your tongue. Yes. So you need to be gentle, but also you need to make sure it's really fucking wet. So you either need to spit on your hand, which by the way, when guys spit on their hand and then finger me, I'm like, you're so fucking hot. Mm -hmm. That is like an instant turn on for me. 100%. Or go inside, play with her G-spot for a little and get your fingers wet that way. Mm -hmm. Then you can move on to the clit. And for me where I'm fairly sensitive, I go crazy if a guy starts with just using one finger and is barely touching it. Yep. That's what I love. And I also love when he presses on it, touches it with one finger, and then releases his finger because it's wet. There's like this suction cup kind of sticky Mm -hmm. feeling that's sensitive enough it doesn't hurt. But it's such a turn on. It's like teasing oh, yeah. almost. Yes. Before I you love like that. Move to the next uh, finger, technically. <laughs> right? Right. So you start with one finger, exactly. And then you can start incorporating more fingers. Mm-hmm. But again, like with anything sexually, it's just hot to go slow and have everything increase in little increments. Yes. Don't just fucking finger blast and like smack her (laughs) pussy. No. It's like put your fingers in, get her wet, get her moaning, one finger on the clit and then start incorporating more. And the way that I have come in the past and I've had, you know, some experience with this is eventually he's rubbing my clit with his entire hand. Not the palm of his hand. Okay, like the four fingers. Yes, just the four finger. I mean, my clit is not that big. No. To take on a whole hand. (laughs) But it feels as if he's usually using four fingers and he's rubbing my clit clockwise, counterclockwise, back and forth Mm -hmm. and reading my body language. Yes. Okay? And I let them fucking know what's up. Oh, for sure. You know, a lot of women don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was younger, I used to do that. Just be silent. Or just say like, this is amazing. Every single thing they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Just be like, faking it. Exactly. And the thing is, you guys, is I think I've talked about this. Dudes actually find it so fucking hot when women tell them what they like Mm -hmm. during sex. It's a turn on for them. Yes. It's like, oh, damn, this bitch knows what she likes and she knows how to come. And I want to 
make her come and I want to be a part of that. They like it if you tell them. Yes. They're not going to be, you know, disappointed or sad or upset that you're like, "Mm, like, do it like this. No, hell no. No, they're fingering you. They're thinking with their penis at that point in time. Yeah. And I fucked around with some bitch boys and even little bitch boys still find it hot Mm -hmm. and still want to know. So... Obviously, there's like the verbal communication and this could just be a personal thing. I really come faster and harder when I'm getting teased. And I don't know. Yes. And I don't know exactly what to expect. So I started doing this thing with my man where I would tell him like every 10 to 20 seconds stop and then start up again. So it's building this anticipation and it's like, oh my God, I'm like close to coming, but not that fucking close. And he stops. And for some reason, the starting, stopping, starting, stopping just builds up so much horniness, I guess. That's when I like have an explosive, crazy orgasm. Wow. Which is kind of, it sounds counterintuitive because usually what I tell people is once you can tell something feels good, don't stop. I still agree with that. But I think when you're still in like the beginning or middle stages of her orgasm, doing the starting and stopping for me personally makes me come. Okay. I don't know about you. I mean, it makes sense. Like, it's like edging kind of, right? It's exactly the same thing. Yeah, I could see that with fingering. I mean, I think what you're saying, like, the once you start getting in the zone or whatever, don't stop. I feel like that applies more to penetration. Okay. Right? Right. From the penis, not a finger. I agree with that, actually. Because the fingers, it's like, we can we can kind of scale back and you can still have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. An orgasm from penetrative sex is so much harder to come by that the starting and stopping isn't going to work there. Yes. It needs to be like the constant, consistent. If there's buildup, you got to ride the buildup. Mm-hmm. Fingering, not so much. You have a lot more room to play with. Yeah, I think. definitely. So that is kind of my thing. Con paciencia y salivita, un elefante se la metió a la hormiga. Hormiguita, hormiga. That's an ant, by the way. (laughs) Guys, please translate that for everyone because I'm sure no one, if you don't speak Spanish, you have no clue what we just signed up for. It's so fucked up. I, it's like a common saying in Argentina. It's kind of fucked up. It's saying, With patience and a little bit of saliva, the elephant fucked the ant. Yep. (laughs) That's basically what it says. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying you can make it happen. It just takes saliva and patience. Mm -hmm. And you can make this person come with your fingers. Okay? Amazing. The elephant let the ant know what the fuck was up. (laughs) The other thing about fingering, by the way, is you can do it wherever the fuck you want. (laughs) What? You can't just give a blowjob, eat someone out, fuck someone wherever. You can finger someone wherever, whenever. Wait, you were actually so... (laughs) In church, 
in the oh. back seat of the car and your fucking grandparents are driving. You can do it wherever <laughs> you want. And how fucking kinky and hot is that? You know what I mean? That's true. It can be done anywhere. It can be sneaky. It can be sloppy. And it also carries the lowest risk of STIs from any other sexual Ooh. act that we partake in. So why don't we do it more? That's a good point. Fingering always allowed. Always. You don't need to use a condom. Me mumbling because I'm also thinking about <laughs> mm, there could be a UTI or a, you know, bacterial infection on the way. Just make sure that his nails aren't too long and mm-hmm. that they're clean underneath. Yes. But the point is like it makes you come. It's hot. It can be done anywhere. And it's so underrated. And the person doing it has two hands, usually. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're dealing with an amputee, I'm not making fun of that. I'm just assuming that we're talking about someone that has two hands, Mm -hmm. which means they have 10 fingers, unless he lost a finger or she did in some type of accident. But, you know, normally five on one hand. I'm not saying you're not normal. I'm just saying there's usually 10 fingers, (laughs) five fingers to one hand. There's a lot of fingers to put in different places. Definitely. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Oh, God. No. (laughs) Do you remember that? that? Of course, the shocker. (laughs) Dude. Okay. It's funny to say out loud because I'm immature, but that the shocker and... Two in the pink, one in the stink. That personally has never made me come or made me horny or made me feel good. So I wouldn't go that route. Mm-mm. But still, <laughs> you have another hand to do other shit. You know, you can be fingering someone and have them suck on your fingers. You can play with their tits. You can, there's just so much shit you can be doing. Mm-hmm. Choking them while you're fingering them. Always a go-to. Mm-hmm. There's just so much fun to be had here. So that is my fingering 101. I don't know why it's not praised more. Maybe people just think they aren't good at it. And, you know, who wants to do something they're not good at, especially in the bedroom? Or people think it's boring. It's not fucking boring. No. And I hope I fucking change that mentality today. Yeah, I hope so. Because, like, these days I feel like guys just, like, they will literally... You'll get in bed. They will spit on their hand, Mm -hmm. rub it on their dick, and put it in your vagina. I'm so over that. I'm so fucking over that. You have no idea. Yeah, it's like... um... No. There's like... You're not even fingering me until you've touched me over my underwear and given me a full makeout session. Exactly. And if I do let you just spit on your hand and fucking shove your dick inside of me and finish, just know... I probably will never speak to you again. Yeah, that and like, I am not wet in the (laughs) slightest. And I'm not attracted to you. No. And I don't really see a lot of potential. Mm -mm. So I just let you do your thing. If I see potential, then I'm speaking out loud and I'm training you and I'm telling you how I feel and what feels good. Exactly. That's when I care about you. And that's when you're going to make me come. Mm -hmm. If I let you shove it right in, That means I literally just want you to be in and out and out of my house. In and out. (laughs) In and out and into an Uber and out of my house. Yes. So that is Fingering 101. And let's move on to... 
Can you feel it, Sleuths? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage of my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and... They even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at TaySalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with TaySalude. SOS, save our sleuths. Genuinely, my uh, most favorite part of the episode questions, stories, advice from you guys. And you guys are batshit insane. So mm-hmm. it's usually pretty fucking entertaining. All right. First question Hi, Sophia. I have a serious question. How do I dirty talk during sex with a man who has a small dick? Like, usually my go to is oh my God, your dick is so big or you're so big, you're stretching me. Somewhere along those lines, when I dirty talk, do I incorporate his dick or no? Help. Okay, I am gonna give myself a pat on the back because I'm pretty fucking good at dirty talk. Really? I am. I am not, so. You're dead silent. Well, you're you moan and scream and like yeah. that, but like actual words uh-huh. are not your thing. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's totally fine. I have a, I have a knack for dirty talk. Am I the fucking like master of sex? No, 
giving blowjobs, really anything physical that I have to do, like moving my body, I'm not the best at, but I make (laughs) up for it and my laziness with my dirty talk. I'm pretty good in that realm. So I never actually bring up the size of guy's dick during my dirty talk. Really? Ever. Because I just think it's, A, it's too risky. It's too risky to bring up the size of a guy's dick because unless he is fucking packing and he pulls out like a semi truck, (laughs) I think it can come off fake. I actually had this conversation with um, a dude once. I love how I'm saying a dude. One of my ex-boyfriends I had a conversation (laughs) with, he had a great dick size. It wasn't huge. It was average. Mm -hmm. Maybe even a little tiny bit below average. And I asked him if he finds that hot when girls are like, oh my God, your dick is so big. And he said, no, because I know what my dick is. And most men do know what their dick is. And most men are insecure about it. Really? Well, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And so I think that it can come off as insincere if his dick is not fucking huge. And then it's like a turnoff. There are so many other things that you can say in the bedroom. Instead of saying you're so big, why don't you just say you're so deep? Mm. That's I think that's a way better phrasing of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what other go-tos? Come in me. I want you to finish inside of me. I don't see this is your specialty. What do you say? Like I'm laughing because like, ooh, that's probably, you know, a little bit irresponsible to just throw <laughs> into your dirty talk. I will say though, anytime I've said that to a dude, it's game over and they like jizz. Really? Oh my God. If you but tell for a, sure. If you tell a guy to fill you up, they don't know what to do with themselves. They that's think it's true. the hottest thing. Yeah. But obviously that's a little bit reckless just to be good at dirty <laughs> talk. You're so deep. I mean, guys always love the, this pussy's yours. Dude, yeah. They love that shit. Broken record. You own this pussy. And do a little, like, daddy shit. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like, when you're about to come or, like, you could pretend, Mm -hmm. like, you're about to orgasm. Just be like, oh, my God, like, you know exactly what you're doing. Like, you're definitely going to make me come. Yes. Shit like that. It feels so fucking good. You feel so good. Mm -hmm. If all else fails, just be loud as fuck. Mm -hmm. Just be moaning. Be making sounds. Be breathy. It's that easy. That's what I do. But be honest about his dick. If he doesn't have a big dick, that would be the same as if a dude was fucking me and saying how much he loves my huge tits. I would be like... Uh, okay. Excuse me? I was going to say, like, <laughs> saying, like, you're so tight. But, like, how do you really know that? How do you measure Oh, that? I thought you were saying, like, me specifically. If a dude told me I was tight, like, you know, like, my oh. shit is not tight. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. I know. Sometimes when a guy says that, I think to myself, eh, yeah. you've said this one before. Oh, for sure. Okay. So, fuck it. Say whatever you want. Okay, moving on. Next question. Hi, Sophia. So this isn't a type of question you typically answer, but I think it's important for all the sleuths. I know you've mentioned before how you always try to save your money and are not a huge spender. I've always been a saver, but most of my friends have a hard time with it. Can you please share any advice you have on saving and telling everyone how important it is? Love you. 
I love this question. And I think that we should start incorporating career finance talk into this podcast more because I'm getting older. I'm not, you know, who I used to be. Mm -hmm. And now that's something that I actually care about. Mm -hmm. If I was doing this podcast when I was fucking 24, I would be like, huh? Savings? Who? Me. I was like, yeah, this, you got this question. You tell me because. Okay, great. So Alex, you just sit back, relax. Let me teach you a little something. Mm -hmm. The best advice I can give is to look over your bank statements and transactions at the end of every month. I am going to be completely transparent with you guys. I didn't start implementing this until very recently, I kind of was honestly like avoiding it. Oh, I avoid. Right? Mm -hmm. There's some anxiety to looking at your shit. Yeah, like you need to hold my hand if I'm about to go look at my (laughs) bank account. You want to live in denial. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know. As long as I swipe my card and it doesn't say (laughs) declined, declined, we are good. To go. So you wait until a declined thing to actually like look into yeah. shit. Yeah. And then it's like a million things of fraud that I could have avoided. <laughs> but you know what? Anyways, go ahead, Sophia. Okay. See, that's that's something. Because when I recently looked over my account, I have been getting charged $49.99 every single month for some fucking internet company. I have no idea what it is, where it came from. And I had to declare fraud on it. Oh my God. So A, that's one reason you should be doing it. B, you will start to have less anxiety about looking at your bank statements once you just start doing it. It's like ripping off the mm, band-aid. Exposure therapy. <laughs> exposure <laughs> therapy. Because then... You feel more in charge of your life and you feel responsible and you feel accountable. And it's like, yeah, you know, when I was, you know, when I was looking at the month of November and I saw I spent hundreds of dollars a week on ordering food, Mm -hmm. like takeout or having food delivered. I didn't love that. But then it felt empowering to see that because I was like, Ooh, we're going to scale that way back moving forward and it will actually feel better. So that's like my biggest advice. And to your friends who just kind of have a hard time with it, I don't know if it's necessarily your place to tell your friends how they should be spending. I mean, I don't know how close you are with them. If they're one of your closest friends and you guys talk about fucking everything and nothing is off limits, Sure, I think you can just do what I do with Alex. Anytime Alex tells me, she'll confess, I just bought a $300 or $400 pair of boots. Mm -hmm. I look at her and I say, dude, that's all you need to say. And I just make her feel bad and I Uh shame her about her purchase. Yep, and it usually doesn't work. (laughs) I spent another $300 on something else, but that's besides the point. But that's a good point because she does notice... And mentions. Yes. And you just don't take me seriously. But maybe if it came from a friend or something. Yes. By the way, you do not ever need a $400 pair of boots unless your finances reflect that that is something you can do. And listen, I don't want it to sound judgy or like, oh my God, you know, I'm just better than everyone and I just understand money. That's not what it is. 
I think the reason I save is coming from a place of me growing up comfortably. I did. When the recession hit, what was it? 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. Me and my family obviously lost everything. I could barely afford food. You know, my mom was having to ask the priest at my school for money for food. I'm not Catholic, by the way, but... (laughs) And and people, I mean, people are going through this right now. People are living paycheck to paycheck. I'm just saying it was, I saw how hard it was on my family and just the stress. And I think that was kind of a light bulb moment for me where I was like, if you make money, it doesn't even matter how much you make, just take as much as you can, a certain percentage of it and put it into savings every month. Take some percentage that you can afford from your paycheck, even if it's $10, just put it into a savings account, you know? Mm-hmm. You just do what you can do. And I, I mean, I still splurge here and there. It's not, I mean, a little retail therapy when I'm having a really bad day perks me right up mm-hmm. and I will splurge here and there, but I just try to not make a habit of it. Okay, hopefully that helped. Next question. My boyfriend came out as gay, dot, dot, dot. I don't know what to do. Help me. Mm. Woo, this is straight out of an episode of Degrassi. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is a tough situation. I have dealt with it personally. He was my boyfriend and we were very, very close. And there were a couple instances that were a little bit questionable and it's a, it's a very strange feeling to have. Mm-hmm. You know, there, it's one thing for your boyfriend to break up with you or leave you for another woman. And then it's kind of, there's an added element when it's for the same sex, you know? Yes. It, it makes you, it makes you question, was any of the love real? Yeah. You know, and it makes you question, was the sex real? All of those things. Yeah. So... Even though this is tough for you, you have to imagine how much harder it is for him. Exactly. To be honest. Yeah. For him to be hiding his true self, like up until this point, is so traumatic. And it's entirely fucked that we live in a society where this is so normalized. I know that you don't know what to do, but there's really nothing for you to do except be there for him. Exactly. You have to remember that he is your friend before anything else. You care about him as a person and just like you'd want your partner to support you, you need to do the same for him and just be there in as a friend role Mm -hmm. and try to put the romantic relationship stuff aside right now. Oh, definitely. But you have to understand that like you guys, I'm sure you both have so much love for each other still and care for each other still. It's just going to be a little different. Yeah. A little more platonic, a little less romantic. Yeah. Or a lot less romantic, I'm assuming. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Alex, can you take it away and read this bad boy? Yep. Okay. Hi, Sophia. I love the show and listen every week. I have a question for you. Have you ever heard of genital beating? My friend went on a date with a guy who's the coach of a professional soccer team. And when they hooked up, she noticed bumps on his penis. When she asked him what it was, he told her it was genital beating. 
a $14,000 surgery where metal pearls are inserted underneath the head of the penis no. and is for women's pleasure. He told her that lots of professional athletes get it done, including LeBron James. <laughs> Have you heard of this? What do you think? What? Huh? No, I have never fucking heard of this. I kind of want to fuck someone that has it. Absolutely. I want to know how the sex was. The fuck? You're holding out on the good part. You need to reach back out to us and tell us how the fucking sex was. Yeah. Immediately. Are we sure this isn't just an elaborate cover-up for herpes? Oh, I doubt it. We, I. This is... I'm just asking. I have not heard about this, but... It kind of sounds like it could feel really fucking good because sure. I've heard like the head of the penis, the bigger it is, the more pleasure for a woman. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. We're over here talking about small dicks, big dicks, skinny, fat ones. You're thinking about the wrong shit. The head of the penis is what we should be focusing on. Ooh. Do we have a big mushroom cap or a little guy? We never talk about that. Is it a portobello or (laughs) Uh, an enoki mushroom? (laughs) Exactly. But I don't know. This kind of, I'm very fucking intrigued. I, if anyone's ever fucked LeBron James, please (laughs) slide in and let us know. And LeBron James, please don't come after me for saying this. Genital beating. God damn. Is this legal? 2022. I want to know if this is legal. Like, where do you have to go to get this done? Right. And 14K. I feel like it's a little bit of a risky surgery just to, you know, have some added pleasure for the woman. There's no way that's safe. I don't know if I would cut my penis head open and put beads in it just so I could walk around and be like, I'm about to blow your mind. You know? Yeah, definitely. I need me, to look this up though. Over here looking at labiaplasty just so my <laughs> vagina's a little bit cuter. I'm just kidding. Kidding. Oh, during Christmas, uh, me and my mom and our aunt and cousin all compared vaginas, by the way. Oh. Is that normal? I mean, we do that. That's so. true. Anyways, guys, that's <laughs> it for today. Alex, thank you so much for coming on. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at AlexFranco underscore meow. And you can find me, Sophia, with an F, Franklin with a Y on Instagram, TikTok, all of it. But more importantly, if you can share this episode with your friends, if you can subscribe, if you can do anything to get the word out about Sophia with an F, it's really, really helpful. And it's the reason I can continue doing this podcast for real. So I love you guys so much. I can't wait to talk to you next week and the week after and the week after because we are back to our regularly scheduled fucking programming. And let's talk next week. Love you, Sleuths.